Welcome back. Welcome back to a brand new podcast episode of Car Sales 101. So real quick, I just want to jump into this. Yes, I have been incognito. I have been gone. I haven't recorded a podcast in a while. I completely understand that. So the reason why is I've been real busy at work. Uh, you know, I think sometimes in any industry, uh, when, you're, uh, when you're very good at your job, and I'm not trying to toot my horn, but when you're very good at something or you know a lot about a, a lot of different areas, you tend to have your plate um, full, right? So what, what I mean by that is, is my plate has been overfilled with a lot of stuff and I'm not the best at delegating delegating uh, without trust. So I have to completely trust you 100% in order to delegate uh, something to you. So that's why I kind of been kind of set back a little bit and haven't recorded a, a full length podcast episode in a long, long time. Plus, like I said, I want to make sure I give y'all relative information, relative, relative content to make sure that y'all are getting everything you need out of this 20, 15, 10, 30 minute podcast that you listen to. I want to thank each and every one of y'all for reaching out to me. I truly appreciate it. I know from time to time uh, that I don't get back to you as fast as possible, but I do appreciate the love and the outpouring of uh, support that I've gotten from y'all. So let's get into this podcast episode real quick. Um, first thing, if you want to reach out to me, reach out to me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. Uh, Instagram, at TNTDad2728. LinkedIn, I don't, I'm not active on that really much of anymore, but you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. All right, on my way to work. So I think from here on out, I'm going to record my podcast on, on the way to work. One thing I wanted to tell you all, though, is I can only give so much content and information before... It just seems like I'm repeating myself. And I don't want to do that because I don't think that that's, you know, a valuable time. But what I'd like for y'all to do, if you want to get on the podcast and you just want to ask questions or you want to tell us about your experience or you just want to share your insights on the car business and what's your experience in your part of the in your part of the world or your part of uh, your part of the United States or even, you know, Canada because I have I have salespeople in Canada that have reached out to me. You know, please do that. I want to kind of get what your background is what you're experiencing, because I work in the Houston metro market. So what that means is I'm very flooded with a lot of dealerships. You know, we have probably 44 dealerships within, I don't know, probably a 200 mile radius. And so what that means is that we're very competitive in that market. Uh, So that being said, I'd like to hear what you have on your plate and what you think and what you experience. And, you know, if you have different closing techniques or you have different way that y'all generate leads, or if you're experiencing something and you want some advice on, I'd love to get you on the podcast and kind of just go over what, what it is that you, that you get to uh, experience on a day-to-day basis. And we can share that with everybody because one thing is, and I know this in the car business to be true, you know, we all live in a nutshell sometimes and we don't always want to share our information with somebody because we, we look at them as competition, right? And I don't think that's always the right thing to do. I don't think you should always look at everybody as competition. What you should do is look at how you can make somebody better to make the dealership better, to make the team better, because if you're only being successful and nobody else is around you, the dealership's gonna die. Uh, it's a pure known fact. I've seen it in many dealerships uh, that I've worked for and dealerships across the, the United States. If you're the only one successful, that means that dealership's gonna die. So what you need to do is make sure that everybody else around you is successful and learn how to do that. So let's get on with this podcast episode. I really don't know how to title it. I don't want to say confidence is key because, you know, I think, you know, confidence is, is, is something that you either have or you learn to develop over time. 
Um, I don't think, you know, I think some people are naturally born with confidence, but I think confidence can be trained and learned. Um, and how does that become? It's just having the information that you know be solid in you. So with that being said, let's move on to what I really want to talk about this podcast. And the real thing I want to talk about being on this podcast is be a true professional. And what do I mean by that one? So in everyday car business world, I know that whenever you bring a deal to the desk as a salesperson and the manager is talking to you, say, hey, what are we trying to accomplish here? Uh, after the first pencil, let's say let's say that you got the first pencil, right? And you're coming back from the second pencil, right? Um, and you bring back pretty much an order, right? And what we call people in, the, in, the, in that type of business, in the car business, we call them order takers. So, and what that means is that, you know, if you're going to work at McDonald's, you're going to take an order, right? You don't sit there and upsell, you don't downsell, you don't negotiate, you don't do none of that stuff, right? You take an order and you deliver that order, right? Well, in the car business, when you have a salesperson that's an order taker, that means they're truly taking an order from the customer. What could that be, right? What, how do you vision that? How do you see that? How do you see somebody as taking an order from a customer, right? So for instance, customer customer says, you know, I want $10,000 for my trade. Okay, if I get you $10,000 for your trade, we, we have a business. No, I want, I want you to take another $2,000 off. Okay, so if I take another $2,000 off, do I earn your business? No, um, I don't want to put any money down. Okay, so if I give you $2,000 for your trade, or ten thousand for your trade. I take two thousand off the price of mine, and um, uh, I do no money down. Do can we earn your business? Yes. So that right there is a true order taker because they did nothing to negotiate the deal, right? If you want ten thousand for your trade, right, you have to figure out why that customer wants ten thousand for the trade. You can't just sit there and go, "Oh, okay, the customer wants ten thousand for his trade." Does he want ten thousand for his trade because that's what he owes on it? Does he want ten thousand for his trade because that's what he feels what it's worth? You know, you have to sit there and dial down because if the true market value for that trade in is eight thousand, or the true market value for that trade in is eighty five hundred, you can't give the customer ten thousand dollars. I mean, you can buy over allowing if you really want to capture somebody's business and you want to buy somebody's business, but you're not an order taker. You don't sit there and work off the car business in minis, right? If we worked off of minis, you'll never sit there and be able to survive, right? The only thing you're going to be able to survive off of is back end and what, what the back end uh, is made in finance. But other than that, you're just, you're taking orders and you're taking minis. You know, there's salespeople out there that sell 20 cars a month that only make six grand because all they are are order takers. But we see them as, you know, good salespeople, but they're really not. You know, what they are, they're order takers and they're not being, um, I would say, sales professionals in the sense of you know actually capturing that business and negotiating what's best for them in their pocket right you have to understand we are all out to do what's best for ourselves uh, I'm not saying don't sit there I, I want to sit there and tell you you know I don't want you to put a customer in a bad position financially uh, for the simple fact is you want that customer to come back to you in two to three years right we want to sit there and have an average trade cycle of three years uh, 36 months to 40 months. It's, it's anywhere from 32 to 38 months is what it used to be. But with the expense, the with the vehicles getting more and more expensive, and the financing being more and more creative, you know that's where you're getting into the 84 month mark. That's why you have leases for 39 months and 36 months, and that's why it's usually the sweet spot to lease a vehicle because you want to sit there and um, have that trade cycle to come in every every time that the customer's up for a trade, right? So. Um, what I'm talking about being a true professional is when a customer sits there and says, I want 10000 for my trade, you ask them back, 
do you mind me asking where you're coming up with $10,000 for your trade-in? Is that because you value the vehicle that? Is that because, you know, um, you're getting an offer from somewhere else? You know, you're sitting there and you're, you're kind of, they're going to come up with objections, right? But you're trying to sit there and sift through the, uh, let me just put this blatantly, sift through the bullshit, right? Um, if they have a valid reason on why they want 10000 for the trade, you know, that they got to offer somewhere else or whatnot, you know, at that's when you sit there and go, okay, I can see where you're coming from. But that's where you have to sit there and you have to you have to dismantle or, you know, and you have to do it in a kind way. I'm not saying you have to be rude about it. You have to sit there and dismantle why they want 10000 for your trade, right? If you want to be an order taker, be an order taker, that's fine. Um, you're not going to make any money on your car deals. But being a true sales professional, true sales professional is knowing your profession, right? How do you know that this vehicle is worth not worth $10,000, right? So, for example... When I was selling cars, um, and you can even check back, one of my uh, sales managers, his name's Sal Trevino, I'm still very good friends with him. He would sit there and he would take me out on the vehicles and we'd walk around and he would show me what we'd have to do to recondition the vehicle, right? So it came to the point when I was taking the vehicle over to Sal, um, I would sit there and I'd roll down the windows. I would, I would make sure that the sunroof is or isn't working. I would make sure all the vents are blowing cold or hot. I would sit there and see if there's any damages to the vehicle. I would ask the customer, has this vehicle ever been in an accident that has been or has been has not been reported to Carfax? And that's where that those answers would come out and you would find out, hey, look, I, I, I want to sit there and give you all the money for your trade-in, but I need to sit there and, and take this vehicle in, recondition it, and be able to sell it. So what does that mean? That your vehicle is not worth $10,000. You know, fair market value for your vehicle is $8,000. That's looking at all the data, all the research, right? That's when you becoming a true sales professional is being able to um, overcome what they're saying to you, right? Don't be an order taker in that sense. Next thing we want to move on to is how do we negotiate? And I don't want to get into how do you negotiate the sell price of the vehicle. Customer says, you need to take another $2,000 off. And the new question that I've been asking, I'm going to do a full podcast over this, is, you know, negotiate in terms of the sale, is when the customer sits there and goes, I go, are you basing your price, the discount that you want, based off of budget or based off of research, right? Did you do the, is, is, is that you're looking for a budget or is it for the research that you've done that you, that you think this vehicle deserves another $2,000 in discount? And when you do that, you're going to get a true definitive answer. Well, 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 when you get those skips and the answers that you're trying to say, and I'm not trying to say that they're trying to stutter or anything like that. Uh, some people aren't as quick-witted as, as some of us in the car business are. But when they sit there and they go, well, 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 usually that's based off a of budget or them just fishing, right? Uh, we know that in the car business, uh, when a customer sits there and offers a discount, what are they doing, right? They're fishing, right? They're fishing to see how low you will go in order to sell that vehicle to them. It's not based off of any research. It's not based off of anything. They're just seeing how low they can go, right? So when a customer sits there and goes, I want another $2,000 discount, I sit there and say, hey, sir, do you mind me asking? Because, you know, we always, in, in our industry in Houston, it's a very competitive market, we always try to price our vehicles to market. What does that mean? Is that we know that you have 20 other dealerships in the Houston metro area to choose from. And we have to be competitive. So me offering you another $2,000 discount, it has to be based off of one of two things, budget or research. Did you, is this based on a budget or research? And the customer is going to either come back and say, you know, I have a budget. Well, in, sir, I completely understand that. I appreciate that. If budget bought vehicles, I wouldn't have a single vehicle on my lot. But with that being said, if it's based off of research, I, I don't mind doing that. But when we were looking at budget, 
budget has to determine the vehicle that you're looking at, right? It's much like when you go into a grocery store and you go into any other type of business. You don't buy things that you cannot afford, right? When you go into a furniture store or you go into a restaurant, right? And you're looking down the list of a restaurant, right? Maybe you can afford a $37 steak, but you really want to sit there and get a $20 steak because that's more within the budget and makes you happy, right? Same thing goes with when you're looking at a car. A customer sits there and says, I really want this Lariat, but I want it for the XLT price then they're not budgeting to the right vehicle. They really need to look at the vehicle that is within their budget or we need to expand their budget. So once again, being a true sales professional is figuring out why they want another $2,000 discount on that vehicle. So um, before we go any further, I wanna take a quick 30 second or a minute. I don't, remember, I don't remember how long the recording of my commercial is, but just take a quick minute. I think we moved on to Spotify. Uh, I don't think it's the other one that uh, Anchor has anymore. I think they kind of kicked me off because maybe I wasn't recording podcasts often. But with that being said, here we go. Take a quick minute to listen to the commercial. All right, guys, I am back. I am back. So to, ta- uh, to hit on a couple points, you know, we, all, we went over the trade-in, we went over the sell price of the vehicle, um, and how to be a true professional in the car business. Um, so what does that mean? Being a true professional and getting to the price of the vehicle, right? And, and before we left off, we talked about budget, or research, right? Has this, has this customer got this price based off of budget or research? And this is where your true professionalism comes in, right? Well, I've done it off of research. Okay, now don't be afraid to confront the customer because once you do that, you're not doing it in a rude fashion. Well, I based it off of research. Well, what research did you base it off of? Well, I based it off of, you know, Joe Myers. Okay, now do you mind me answering your question? Okay, Mr. Customer, did you go to Joe Myers or another dealership locally? Um, that they gave you a price in writing. No, they did a website price. Okay, so you and I both know that my website price is higher than their website price, right? But, and the simple fact is that we both buy these vehicles for the exact same price, right? Neither one of us, they don't get to buy it cheaper, we don't get to buy it cheaper, right? How are they getting to a lower price on the vehicle? Are they doing that to drag you in to give you less for your trade-in? Are they gonna hit you with dealership ads that are so astronomical that it adds another 3,000 to the bottom line of your price? What are they doing that brings them in, that, that they can be competitive and they can show a much lower price. Because I know at the end of the day, we are both very competitive. We both sit about the same place in the city um, selling selling the volume and stuff like that. So they're not beating us in volume. So I'm just telling you, um, when you're looking at their website price, you have to really diagno- diagnose it and see if it's actually uh, a real legitimate price. Um, so with that being said, the other thing is I also wanted to hit on point with is whenever you're sitting there and you're comparing vehicles, yeah, I'm looking at this vehicle over at another dealership. It's the exact same vehicle. Okay, do you have the VIN for that vehicle? Because the reason why is in Ford's world, I know Hondas are a little bit different, but in Ford's world, you could sit there and have two Lariats, a 50, two 501As or 2502As, but they could have different options. What does that mean? Pro trailer backup, moonroof different items right so the reason you want you want to get the different you want to get the bin of that vehicle at a different dealership is you want to make sure you're comparing apples to apples and not apples to oranges and you want to make sure the customer knows that hey mr customer i don't mind trying to price match a vehicle but i want to make sure i'm comparing apples to apples and not apples to oranges because if you're looking at a vehicle that's less expensive over there and you're wanting me to price match that vehicle that's not going to happen it doesn't exist in any industry or any business right so with that being said do you have the vin of that vehicle when you ask these simple questions, right, you're becoming a professional. You're not being becoming confrontational. You're not becoming somebody that's becoming rude, that you're being hostile. You're showing your level of professionalism to that customer. So 
that's the reason why I always want to tell people to be a professional in the car business. And when you're professional, when you're professional, you negotiate the deal professionally. So that's the negotiation parts of the dealership, right? So how do we get to that level to where you're minimizing your negotiations? You need to be a true professional from the very beginning. So what does that mean? What does that look like? When a customer walks into the dealership, you know, we all know that we can walk around the candy store and we can help them bring out the vehicle, right? But what's your true job as a professional in the car business, right? Your true job in the car business is to do a needs assessment. What does that mean? That means you're finding the vehicle the customer needs versus walking around the candy shop, right? We all know that if you walk the customer around in the candy shop and they don't, and they find a vehicle and they land on it based on looks and not on budget and needs, you're gonna spend a whole lot more time trying to sell that customer a vehicle versus finding the vehicle that they want, that they need, that you can minimize all that time of negotiations. Because we all thought, we've all had to do switch vehicles, right? We had to switch from one vehicle to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, right? We know that um, that does a lot of things. It wastes time and it affects your growth 100%, right? So that's first, that's, that's, one of the reasons, that's one of the things you need to do to be a professional. What's another thing you need to, need to do to be a professional? You need to give your customer a proper walk around on the vehicle. What does that mean? When you're sitting there and you're at your desk, what are you doing? Other than sitting there and twiddling your thumb and playing on Twitter, Facebook, whatever it may be, or playing Candy Crush or your local um, arcade game on your phone, what's another way you can sit there and be a professional in your business? You can sit there and learn product knowledge, right? You can watch walk around videos. You can sit there and become an expert on how to do a proper product presentation, right? Has anybody ever had somebody come to your desk and, or come to your office and sell a water softener? Has anybody worked for any other industry in the car sales where you actually had to know the product 100% before even having the ability to sell that product? What that means is you need to sit there and become a true professional. You need to know the ins and outs of the truck, the car, the SUV that you are selling so you can break that vehicle down and you can show them what they're buying, right? So too many times we are, we've been in the car business and we have customers sit there and not even know the product that they're buying, right? They get into the vehicle, they say, oh, I didn't know this had Bliss. Oh, I didn't know this had 4G LTE Wi-Fi. Oh, I didn't know this had Pro Trailer Backup Assist. If they don't know that they had that product, they therefore did not pay for that product. And let me take a quick drink because I gotta get some, uh, my, I gotta get some coffee in my system. Um, so. Um, with that being said, I'm just telling you, you need to be a true professional when it comes to every aspect of the business. And the one is, is the product presentation, right? Hmm. It's a little hot. Um, the product presentation of the vehicle allows you to capture as much gross as possible, right? So when you're sitting there doing your needs assessment, right? And they want to look at an XLT F-150 or an, S, um, an SE Escape, right? What do you need to do in order to capture all that, right? You need to show them everything, that how your vehicle differs from another vehicle, right? The other thing you need to do is while you're doing a walk around is find out what vehicle they were previously driving, right? Or find out which vehicles, what other vehicles they have looked at or they are looking at. That way you can sit there and point out those features that highlight a better buying experience, a better ownership experience of the vehicle that you have versus the vehicle that they're trying to look at versus the vehicle that they're trading in, right? And that's how you become a true professional. So um, there's a lot more aspects of being a true professional in the car business. It's getting trained, it's learning how to hone in your skills on the phone. There's a tons more aspects that you have to do to be a professional. 
But I'm telling you guys, if you hone in these like few things that you have to do to be a true, true professional, you're gonna one, increase your gross. Two, you're gonna increase your repeat and referral business. Because when a customer sits there and buys a vehicle from somebody that they know, like, and trust, and that is a true professional, they'll send somebody else to you, right? How many times have you been referred to somebody um, that was a true professional, right? Because they, the customer, the person that referred you was sold on how good that person truly, truly, truly was. So be a professional in this industry. Know your product. Know how to do a needs assessment. Know how to sit there and negotiate a deal properly so you save as much gross for you and the dealership as possible. Because if you're giving everything away and you ever want to be in management, you're never going to get promoted to management. Because at the end of the day, everybody's going to look at you as a giveaway artist and you have no ability or no chance of being in management. I'm just telling you from experience, it took me a long time, but I learned how to sit there and finally turn the, turn the tables on how to be uh, a manager that held gross and was very good at what I did. Um, so, anyways, uh, guys and gals, be the true professional you are. Get product knowledge certified. Um, if you have training at your dealership that you need to get certified in, whether it be virtual or whatnot, get certified in all aspects of what you can at your dealership so you can be a sales professional. Because if you become become more valuable to the dealership, you become more valuable to yourself, and you'll just make more money. It's just a, it's 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 a well known fact. So. Um, once again, guys, I want to appreciate y'all for, you know, sticking with me and listening to my, co- my podcast, um, while I wasn't recording and I promise you there's going to be more episodes to come. Um, I'm getting my life situated between a work life balance. It's very, been very hectic lately. So I appreciate y'all for sticking out with me. If you want to be on the podcast, reach out to me on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, you can private message me. You can DM me. I don't really pay attention too much to my LinkedIn, so you probably won't catch me there. Catch me on my cell phone, 713-614-6116, 713-614-6116. I understand I still have to work for a dealership, so I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. I want to get you on this podcast. I want to sit there and see what your experiences are uh, at the dealership you work at, what what uh, hardships you're facing, um, and I think, I think, not I think, I know that if I can get more people on this podcast and we share our experiences, we're only gonna make each and every one of us better as salespeople um, for the industry and uh, for ourselves. I think we're gonna take away experiences, learn from them. Because I don't know everything. I, I will never um, I will never sit there and say I know everything. I still have a lot to learn in the car business uh, each and every day. I think it's fascinating how much the industry's changing. I'm, 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 I love the fact that when a different brand makes a truck better or a car better that it forces us to make a, a another brand make that car or truck better so those things just excite me about the industry and where it's going um, i don't know exactly where it's going but i can tell you this much it's going to be a, a fun 10 years to see what's going on whether uh what's going on in politics or not i think it's going to be or going out there with the pandemic or whatnot i'm telling you it's going to be a fun fun 10 years i think there's going to be a lot of changes in the next 10 years so anyways reach out to me if you want to be on the podcast don't be afraid trust me i was just as chicken shit and scared as anybody else to start a podcast but over time i learned to articulate myself and to hopefully transfer my knowledge and energy over to you so if you want to reach out to me reach out to me on facebook tony story s-t-o-r-i-e-t-o-n-y instagram at tnt dad two seven two eight and linkedin you can find me tony in parentheses uh last name story 
All right, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name story. So once again, each and every single one of y'all, I love y'all. Thanks for sticking this out with me. Reach out to me if you want to. And guys, peace out.